0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm sarah Golseth. i'm ann gonzalez thanks to concordia university wisconsin for your support of the coffee hour you can find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu
1: live on Common. <laughs> She didn't tell the guest
0: post all of her prompts. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Anne is joining me in studio today because we have a short-term mission opportunity that we're going to talk about and also a few that we're going to plug, I believe. That is very true. Yes, so uh, stay tuned and uh, listen to this story we're going to tell and also how you can join in serving on these short-term mission teams we have if we if we had everyone in studio we would have a full studio today uh and you are manager for short-term mission training and engagement with lcms international mission that is correct you've been on with us several times we also have aaron mckenzie lcms missionary in latin america and caribbean region based in the dominican republic thanks for joining us today aaron buenos dias Buenos dias. And we have the Reverend Dr. Brian Gauthier, Assistant Professor of Theology at Concordia University, Nebraska. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Yeah, good morning. And we also have Owen Dawson, a volunteer from Concordia University, Nebraska, joining us today. Thanks for joining today, Owen. Good morning. Good morning. So, Owen, let's start with you. Um, How did you first learn about uh, an opportunity to serve, uh, to volunteer internationally?
2: I first learned about the opportunity from Dr. Gauthier, the faculty leader for the Dominican Republic trip we went on. And he talked to me individually about the opportunity that he was putting together with Aaron and Anne to bring a team to the Dominican Republic and do some rather non traditional mission work. We didn't, uh, the plan was not to work on housing or helping different groups of people in that sense, but more to shadow missionaries and seminarians in the Dominican Republic and learn about what they do to consider where God might be calling us in our future careers. So I learned mostly from Dr. Gothier and also Erin came to Concordia, Nebraska and gave us a, she gave us a presentation about what the trip would be like. And that was very helpful. Ah, Awesome. So what prompted you to apply then? My wife and I are considering mission work As we look forward to going to seminary here in a couple of years, it's something we think about is where do we feel God is calling us? And while it's not something we need to have an answer for or a definitive thought on right away, it's something we take very seriously. And so mission work being something we're very open to, we wanted to get a better education on what it looks like and how people uh, live their lives in the mission field.
0: Had you did you know anything about the Dominican Republic before you, uh, you before you went on this trip? A little
2: bit. I was blessed to have a friend in high school who spent a lot of her life as a missionary kid in the Dominican Republic, and she would tell stories and give us an idea of what the Dominican culture was like. So I had a little bit of an idea of what I was getting into in advance. And our group going on the trip had several meetings uh, before the trip, and we were told a, a good deal about what the culture was like, what to expect. There's nothing like just getting in and trial by fire when you get there. So it was a lot of fun to learn on the fly as well.
1: Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the community that you served and and how you um, walked alongside people to learn about mission work while you were there. Sure.
2: So we stayed at the seminary in Palmar Ariba. And as far as groups we served, I would say we probably helped out the most with the group home, which was a group of young adults with different, uh, a variety of developmental disabilities, and they're taken such good care of there. There are wonderful people with servant's hearts who dedicate so much time and effort to helping those young people find enjoyment in their lives and teaching them fine motor skills and all kinds of things that they wouldn't have in a government facility necessarily. And we were able to spend a lot of time with them, bonding over a week, playing games, and just having fun with them. But really, I would say that more than us serving groups of people, we were really the ones being served by experience and uh, people who were willing to guide us around and show us what missionary life is like in the Dominican Republic. We were able to go on several visits with seminarians. We were able to talk to, I think, almost all of the missionaries in the Dominican Republic who were there from the Lutheran Church and they had many wonderful, fantastic insights for us to take away from the trip, so as far as who was served, I would say we were definitely on the receiving end. Mm-hmm.
0: Is this what you expected out of the trip? Uh, were there things that were uh, that were unexpected that that you were uh, really excited to be able to to participate in and to be able to experience that you weren't that you didn't really know were were going to happen?
2: Well, I tried to go into the trip with limited expectations, which Of course, to an extent is impossible, but I would say the overall community of not just the seminary and the school there, but just the Dominican culture in general is very welcoming and open to discussion. And that was something that pleasantly surprised me. And I found myself feeling more at home than I would have otherwise expected, just talking to different people, even though there was a language barrier.
1: Mm-hmm. So as you noted, this is sort of a non-traditional mission experience. And what would you tell someone who's thinking about doing a mission education team about why it's important or what the benefit is?
2: Well, I would say that the benefit is in education. Because on a more traditional mission trip where you're going and whatever it may be working on housing or bringing different materials to impoverished areas there are benefits to that for for both sides but with this mission trip and other mission trips like it you really learn a lot about what the international church looks like and mm. that on the on the grand scheme of things is very helpful to somebody who is never left the country before, such as myself. Mm -hmm. Mm I've only ever experienced the LCMS in the United States. And while you hear about international churches, going to see one really broadens your perspective and opens horizons to seeing that the kingdom of God is not localized. It's a global phenomenon, and that's a beautiful thing to experience in person.
1: Amen.
0: Now, you said that either uh, your plan is to go to seminary In a few years, how is a a trip like this or or how did your experiences uh, prepare you or or change the way you're thinking about uh, your future vocations after you go through seminary as well?
2: Well, as I kind of mentioned earlier, my wife and I are considering mission work as a career opportunity and we are considering and praying about that and seeing where God might guide us in, in those terms. But... When we go off to seminary, there's the opportunity for a foreign vicarage, if I understand correctly, that could last two years. And that's something that we're heavily considering as well, in part because of the benefits we've received from this trip and the people that we've met and got to share time with. So while we don't really know where we're going to end up, there are definitely new possibilities that we're aware of that we were not two weeks ago.
1: Sure, sure. And you just got back from this
2: trip, right? We did, two days ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so everything's fresh. Can you tell us a story about someone that you met or interacted
2: with? Oh, sure. (laughs) One of the group home young adults, uh, his name is Francis. He is a wonderful young man. He is deaf and has his own version of... sign language that was a lot of fun to work with him on and he was very concerned for our well-being he was making sure we were all wearing sunscreen he was making sure we were all feeling healthy and he was a lot of fun to interact with and any chance he got he would sit you down and watch for hours his favorite youtube videos and make sure you were paying attention so he was a really fun guy to get to know over the week
1: (laughs) that is awesome now
0: um dr Gauthier, uh why is why are service opportunities like this important for students at Concordia, Nebraska?
3: Yeah, I think um uh, I mean to echo what Owen just said, I think it's really important to see how uh the church functions outside of their traditional experience um understanding we have partner churches that um still hold to the to the scriptures and, and our confession of faith, and, and still worship in a very similar way that we do. But um, there's there's different elements of uh, how they do um, uh, life together, how mission work is done. That I think is uh, insightful for not only their own uh, faith formation, but also um, as many of our students that went were future church workers. Um, different accents to ministry that I think will be helpful and informative for them as they uh, head off to seminary or out into a classroom. Awesome.
1: So what are some of the ways that Concordia, Nebraska helps connect students with opportunities to serve abroad?
3: Yes, uh, we have an office, um, the Global Opportunities Office, uh, headed up by uh, Julie Johnson Herman. And um, it's a great office that looks to connect students um, in all disciplines, whether it be student teaching. One of our participants had done her student teaching in Ecuador and got back two weeks before she came to the Dominican Um, mission trips uh, with uh, LCMS short term teams, um, and just, you know, various domestic and international trips. And so they really work at providing lots of opportunities for students to uh, connect, uh, to travel, um, and then also to support um, uh, missionaries and, and uh, colleagues that are that are overseas.
0: Very good. We have more of this story to share, as well as some more opportunities for you to serve. If you if you are inspired by this, or you've heard other other stories on the Coffee Hour about short term mission, and uh, and you are ready to go, we have more to share and more opportunities. We have to take a quick break. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golzeth. I'm in Gonzalez. welcome back to the coffee hour i'm sarah gulseth I'm Ann Gonzalez, and before we went to break, we were talking with Owen Dawson, the Reverend Brian Gauthier, and Aaron McKenzie about uh, a service opportunity that they were able to uh, to participate in in the Dominican Republic very recently. I understand you got back from your trip two days ago, so thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for jumping in on this story right away. And uh, and Dr. Gauthier, before we went to break, uh, you were sharing about the experiences that students have at Concordia, Nebraska, to serve. Now, how often do you, are you able to go? on these trips uh, along with the students.
3: Yeah, uh, this is my second year here at Concordia. And so this is the first trip that um, we just started traveling internationally again this year um, after COVID. And um, so so far, I'm, I'm one for one uh, getting to go with students <laughs> on trips and uh, looking to make this a somewhat regular, um, certainly uh, every other year, but maybe even every year, uh, and an every year opportunity.
1: Awesome. Why did you serve alongside your students and why the Dominican Republic?
3: Yeah, um, I served alongside of the students because it was a trip like this 18 years ago um, with uh, Dr. Tom Fiertag at Concordia Mequon, um to Panama that, uh, that I participated in. And I ended up uh, receiving a call to serve in Panama as an LCMS missionary back in 2016. Um, and so it was really formative for me. Uh, with respect to you know my my future vocation, in the ministry, um, you know, and and my appreciation for uh, for mission work, um, and uh, so it was really cool to be able to bring students um, on a trip that was so formative for me, um, and uh, I think it's just really neat to serve alongside of students. They get to see the professor in a different environment, um, you know, mm-hmm. outside of the classroom. I get to you know watch my students, and they're all very good students, you know, academically, but to see them open up. Uh, to be pushed beyond maybe their comfort zone to demonstrate a type of compassion that maybe professors don't necessarily see in a classroom uh, was really a fantastic experience.
0: Yeah, how do you see these trips being formational for these students? I mean, this was obviously quite a formational experience for you 18 years ago uh, to be able to kind of bring this full circle for the students that, that you serve now. How do you see this as as being such a formational thing for the the students that you're able to travel with?
3: Yeah, I mean... Well, the the word of God is always effective, and so when you gather together in, you know, with brothers and sisters in Christ, and you're studying the Word, and you're you know more intentionally focused on uh, ministry and how ministry is done, I think it helps open up uh, you know opportunities in your mind to think about well, what does this look like uh, in my classroom? What does this look like in my future parish? Right. So one of the things that we were able to do was uh, go on um, home visits, and so we would consider that really uncomfortable in the United States to just kind of like pick up and walk to someone's house and be like, Hey, we're here to chat, you know? Um, <laughs> but that was very much a, a common thing. And so, you know, there was a group, we kind of split the group up and some of us went and we sat under a, a mango tree, um, bunch of chairs, you know, in the neighborhood, talking with, uh, some of the, uh, the school director and, and some of the neighbors just about life, about ministry. We read God's word. Um, we prayed together and, um, that emphasis on you know outreach evangelism and, and church planting i think is is done so well uh especially in the latin american field that i think it helps uh you know our future church workers think through well it can't be that complicated to do here in the united states what are some ways that i can i can think through this and make it work uh in our own environments
1: yeah, so you mentioned that you had been on a trip like this and then that you had served in the mission field. So what was it like being back sort of on the other side now um as a visitor?
3: Yeah, that was um it was a little nostalgic. It was fun um because I had I had lived in the Dominican a little bit to learn Spanish um and then I had traveled back to Dominican uh, a number of times to uh teach intensives at the seminary. And so for me it was a little bit of a homecoming. I got to see a lot of faces. I mean, we left the mission field during kind of the height of COVID. And so we didn't get to say goodbyes, um, mm. you know, we just kind of snuck away on a humanitarian flight. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. but it was fun to come in and to kind of be on the fly of the wall and, and watch, uh, you know, my former colleagues uh, work and serve and um, kind of help my students process through the experience. So it was, it was really, I really enjoyed it.
0: Now, Erin, you've been on the mission field uh, for quite a while, haven't you?
4: I served as a geo missionary for three years, um, a long time ago. And then I've been in the Dominican um for about three and a half years.
0: Yeah. So how do you how do you see uh, the the short-term opportunities like this uh make a difference for the people that you serve on the on the field in
4: the DR? Well, uh I was able to join the this team um for their evening devotions one night and they happened to be talking about um, what does it mean to be a servant, the word servant uh, that night? And I was just able to share with them that they, number one, were serving um, serving me as a missionary and serving all of my missionary colleagues um, just with their willingness to sacrifice and take time out of their busy lives to come and see um, what we're all about here in Latin America, um, what God is doing through us. Um Number two, they are serving um, our our local church here. Um, The LCMS has only been involved in the Dominican since 2005, so it's just a little fledgling church. Um, And so to have 10 North Americans um, come and and sit alongside you in worship um, to a a Dominican Lutheran who doesn't have a long um, history, a long faith tradition, um that's incredibly inspiring just to see that the body of Christ uh, is bigger than than your little community, um, your local body of Christ and and bigger than even your country. Um, just to see that it is global. And then finally, um, they were they were being servants just in the very um in the very fact that they were willing to be learners. Um to be a learner, you're automatically stepping back and admitting that there's things that you don't know and you're putting yourself in a lower position and allowing people to serve you um by teaching you and by showing you um what we're all about awesome thanks so much
1: erin what are some of the other opportunities coming up in latin america where people can come and serve with you
4: Well, one of the most pressing opportunities um, is we are actually looking for a team of individuals to come and care for our missionary kids. Um, Every year, the entire region of Latin America gets together in person for a conference, Um, but we have about 50 missionary kids on our field. And so in order for um, their parents to fully engage with keynote speakers and meetings and Bible studies, We really rely on volunteers to come and not just care for them, but lead VBS for them, um, share Christ with them. So we're looking for a few more individuals to round out that team. And um, by the time this airs, the application deadline is actually going to be one day away, um, Thursday, May 26th. So you'll have one more day um, to to get your name in the hat for um, coming down to Punta Cana Dominican Republic this August. The first week of August. So just go to servenow.lcms.org
1: right now and send in an inquiry with your interest um, to get started in that process. If you even think you're remotely interested, please go do it now at (laughs) servenow.lcms.org.
0: And we will put a link to
1: that in the
0: show notes for this episode. So you don't have to necessarily remember this instant. You can go to, go to the, uh, go to this episode on an, on KFUO's website and uh, find that link. Now, Aaron, do you have uh, stories of past, uh, cause this, this isn't the first time uh, that, that you've had childcare opportunities for missionaries. Is that right?
4: No, we do this every year and the conference is an annual event. And so, um, we've brought down a team. I mean, I, this will be my fourth conference team. And so I get to okay. work with this team um, every year. It's kind of, a, it's another sort of atypical um, mission team, but they're, they're a lot of fun to work with. And we've had everybody from like college students to um, retired grandparents come down and just love on our kids. So it's, it's fun. What are some of the things that the,
0: the team will be able to do uh, while they, while they uh, interact with the children?
4: So they, they get to play with them. Um, they oftentimes bring down games and toys um, and things like that, and they just get to, they just get to entertain them. Um, but they also lead some kind of programming for them. This year, they're going to be doing a bilingual um, vacation Bible school program from CPH called the Good News Train. So while we are talking about, um, as missionaries, our theme has to do with uh, being a light, light for Christ, the light of the world. Um, so while we're talking about that, the kids also get to talk about sharing the gospel with others and how they can do that, um, even even as young people. Um, so the team will lead that for them. Um, lots of times they do songs and crafts um, and just fun stuff like that. Um, and that's all during the day. Then there's other times where um, the parents and, and missionaries um, have one-on-one meetings or maybe like to go on like a date night. Um, and so the team is able to to set aside some time in their afternoon and evening um, to give parents those kinds of special opportunities. It sounds like
0: a lot of fun, especially if you like to hang out with kids. Yeah, uh, This sounds like a great opportunity to go to the DR and meet. All, you said 50 missionary kids? Yeah,
4: something like that. I don't have the exact number off the top of my head, but our, we have a lot of a lot of great children in our region. Yeah, that's They're awesome. Now,
0: Anne, now, Ann, uh, you mentioned serve now to lcms.org. Uh, who is
1: eligible to apply for this? Sure. So uh, you do need to be a member of an LCMS church and you do need to be 18, bec- at least 18, because you're responsible for children yeah right. um, <laughs> so when you apply you'll need to give us some references there'll be a background check and a, and a brief phone interview um but that that does not all have to happen by the 26th you just need <laughs> to start the process and say hey i'm interested by the 26th okay um you'll also need to have a passport because you are leaving the country mm-hmm. and if you don't already have one there's still time but like do it now and yeah. expedite it
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so uh what else do people need to know if they're if they're now
1: planning for this you said it's the first week of august yep august one through six um the the ground fee cost is sixty dollars oh, so you know, it's very affordable yeah. and so that includes your your hotel your food um ground transportation and then you need airfare to get to punta cana dominican republic
0: and is there any training that goes into this? Uh, anything that people will need to uh, if they apply and, and they're, they're and they're going to do it, and you I assume you you accept people into this program <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, uh, is there is there training that happens in between that that may twenty six deadline and when they uh, when they arrive in the dr in August?
1: Yeah, so we provide some some general training to all of our volunteers about, you know, serving the mission field, things like that. Um, but for this particular opportunity, there will also be the curriculum that provides help and supports for, you know, how to teach kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have a team meeting at least once to kind of talk about who's doing what and how to do it. Um, and there's just a lot of communication back and forth among the team to to make sure that everybody knows what they're doing, what their responsibilities are, and that they're comfortable with what they're doing.
0: Very good. So so people will know what's happening exactly. before they arrive in the
1: DR. Exactly. And you would provide everything for them. Yeah.
0: Very good. All right. And what is that website? One more time, uh, so people can apply.
1: Servenow.lcms.org. Very good. This and of is... course, there's other opportunities oh, there too. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. And we will talk about
0: those I'm sure, on upcoming Coffee hours. Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, uh, Aaron
0: McKenzie, LCMS missionary in the Latin America and Caribbean region based in the Dominican Republic. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Reverend Dr. Brian Gauthier, a pr- Assistant Professor of Theology at Concordia University, Nebraska. Thanks so much for joining us today.
3: Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you.
0: And Owen Dawson, a volunteer from Concordia University, Nebraska, serving in the Dominican Republic. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Of course, thank you.
0: And Anne, thanks for uh, co-hosting with me today. It's my pleasure. <laughs> You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golces. I'm Anne Gonzalez.